0: Welcome to CEC Explains, your deep dive into fascinating subjects from the worlds of engineering and the environment, brought to you by civil and environmental consultants. And now from our CEC studios around the nation, this is CEC Explains.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. This is Amanda Black. I am CEC's corporate power market group lead and a principal in our air quality practice. And today, I'm glad to get together and have a conversation in honor of International Women in Engineering Day. Uh, The day was first established back in 2014, and it's meant to inspire young women to take up engineering careers and celebrate our accomplishments together. It's something I always like to talk to other women engineers and share our experiences and learn from them and learn from each other. I'm joined today by Kristen in our Pittsburgh office and Alina in our Knoxville office. Kristen and Alina, would you like to say hello?
2: Thanks, Amanda. As Amanda said, I'm Kristen Weiss. I'm out of the CEC Pittsburgh office. I'm a civil engineer in the civil group there. I've been with CEC for five years now. Um, I joined CEC right when I graduated out of school, and I actually did two summer internships with CEC as well before starting full-time.
3: Great, how about you, Alina? Hi, yeah, my name is Alina Guild, and um, I'm a structural engineer over at Knoxville office, and I've been with CEC for about two years now, and then I started with, um, with CEC right after I finished school. Okay. So I'm very fresh, uh, <laughs> out of school. <laughs> Thanks. Well, yeah, like I said, it's it's always nice to hear
1: about um, how other women got into engineering, so I thought I'd offer my story. I've uh, been in environmental consulting for about 22 years now. Um, my background is in chemical engineering, and I, um, right out of school, got into consulting, uh, working primarily in air quality. I was really happy with getting my degree in engineering, and it's definitely a, something, a proud accomplishment of mine. Um, I've enjoyed my career all of 22 years uh, working as a consultant. I find that it gives me such a diversity um, to work on different projects and to really apply some technical thinking skills for each different project. And I've really seen how projects and industries have evolved uh, through the years and being a part of developing solutions for my clients has been very satisfying. Um, I really like to encourage younger women to get into engineering because I found that it's always um, been very satisfying to know that I can always support myself. I've enjoyed a great career and um, it just keeps developing and growing. I know looking out for some younger family members, I, I'm always the one to encourage my other female mentores and um, relatives to get into engineering for that stability. You know, I think we can always find it, um, it gives you a great background for whatever you, you want to do and different avenues that you'd like to go into. So, you know, hopefully through my career, I've been able to inspire some young women to join engineering, and I'd be. Glad to hear how Kristen and Alina, how you got into engineering and what inspired you. How about you, Kristen?
2: Um, So my introduction to engineering actually came through my dad. Um, He's an electrical engineer and he worked straight out of school, joined his company and um, had been there for his entire career. And um, he is the one who really made me want to be an engineer and go to school for engineering. My interest in civil engineering um, actually came about because I have a a pretty big interest in the environment and um, trying to develop the land in a responsible manner um, while following all the regulations. And I think that's one of the things I enjoy most about my job at CEC is I get to do that. I get to um, responsibly develop our land so that we can grow our society but do it in a way that has the least amount of impact. Um, So that was always kind of what I wanted to do with my career, and uh, I went to school for a four-year program for civil engineering. Um, And yeah, like I said, I graduated and joined CEC right away, and I've been here for five years now.
1: Great. Thanks, Kristen. How about you, Alina?
3: yeah, so I guess I will start from the very roots and very young ages, so I was fairly young when I realized that, you know, I wanted to leave my mark in the world and I wanted to help out the society and the planet by solving different problems and just improving everybody's lives. But I also noticed that I was very interested in design, buildings, bridges and all kinds of other structures. So. When i was a teenager i thought i really wanted to be an architect until i went further along in my um studying career you know and i was a student in high school and i realized that i have passion for science as well so what a better combination um between architecture and science than structural engineering <laughs> so as i was finishing up my um, bachelor's degree in civil engineering i decided that you know my passion really does lie with structural engineering and again is um Kristen and you, Amanda, have mentioned, you know, engineers are improving everybody's lives and making the world a better place on a day-to-day basis, and we are really impacting um, everybody. So this is why I decided to be a structural engineer. And funny enough, Kristen, actually, my mom was an electrical engineer, uh, and uh, she also pushed me towards pursuing this uh, STEM degree as well, which I'm very grateful about. And so, as I mentioned before, I've been a very young, very green engineer only um, for two years have I worked with CEC uh, ever since I finished my master's. So it's been a very pleasant experience. And it's basically all that I... Thought about engineering being as solving problems and CC offers a wide variety of projects not only you know just one specific thing like a building but also majority other majority other projects and they get to work you know with water structures and then uh, plants and so on and so forth so i think uh, i think i made a really great choice and as amanda you mentioned i really want to encourage the um, younger mm-hmm females to pursue their passion if they have one for STEM and for engineering and encourage them that um, it is it is a place to be. <laughs> Thanks, Elena. And I,
1: I would say my um, inspiration was very similar to both of yours. I remember um, back in high school listening to a presentation on a career day of a, a woman engineer who came in, in front to talk to us from DuPont. And she was talking about how she engineers um, the the fibers and carpets. And I was thinking, wow, that's something I never even thought of somebody having to do. And um, so just it spiked my curiosity and how things are made and how things work. And getting my background in chemical engineering, um, not that I apply all those concepts in my day to day um, job, But it sure gives you a background for having to look at a process and look at things objectively and how different processes work. So I think just the engineering education background, although we don't we all use it in different ways, um, really gives you just a solid basis to do so many things with your career in college. I didn't even know that environmental consulting was a career that you could have. my parents weren't weren't very technical you both mentioned that you had engineers for parents um, my mother was the stay-at-home mom and uh, my dad uh, repaired x-ray machines at hospitals and neither one of them had college education so um just you know th- but they always you know parents always want um the best for their children and they they put all me and my siblings all through college uh, so we're all college educated and I got to see uh, what my older siblings did for a living um, and, and see where I would fit in. Uh, my oldest sister studied English, one studied art, and my brother was the engineer. Um, so that's kind of really where I found my inspiration, was looking at their careers and their career paths and realizing what um, different things I could do with engineering. And, you know, not that the technical... Uh, courses were always my favorite. They're very hard. And sometimes, I, you know, I wish I had an aptitude for history and English. But, um, you know, just looking of what would give me stability to grow in my career, you know, I chose engineering. And I, and I think that was a solid choice. So, you know, just kind of talking about that, how, you know, the dynamics have changed. I know from my generation, a lot of women were stay-at-home moms. Um, and now you, know, you see more and more women into the workforce. Um, but even though women are getting more degrees than men, only 15% of women are um, engineers. So it's definitely still a male-dominated field. Can you, either of you speak to your challenges um, in deciding and being an engineer or you know, kind of entering into a, a male-dominated field?
3: Yeah, I guess I could provide a slightly different perspective, so not being um, born in America, I actually came to America to study and attend college and get my engineering degree, it's slightly different, so I came from Russia and that's where I attended high school and um, back there in my class, you know, in a high school class, there were actually quite a few females who were ready to pursue their engineering degree or architecture or any other STEM degree. So coming into America and just being nearly one one of the one of the two females in a 40 people class, engineering class was um, not going to lie, shocking. You know, I was expecting way way more girls to be in the classroom. So I um, guess I just got used to it and um, came around. But I, I did I couldn't help but wonder. You know why not more Why? why don't more girls go into engineering and uh, go into other STEM programs so I guess it is still a little bit of a question for me till this day and uh, I don't know if Kristen, you or Amanda can um, respond to me why it's the case it's just it's it seems to be a trend but um, as far as any kind of hurdles go uh, Amanda I think I was lucky, I have been lucky along the way to where all of my mentors or classmates or coworkers and supervisors, especially at CEC, they have been very welcoming, you know, there no, was no differentiation of your girl or your guy. So um, the, the approach was the same for everybody and the same encouragement and, you um, Definitely, I felt a little bit more timid in coming into the industry that is primarily male-dominated. But, you know, I think I'm also driven by let's solve the problem. Oh, there's an issue. I really want to be the one to solve it. Or, hey, it's male-dominated field, but I know I can do this, so let's do it. So I think um, that is the primary uh, thing I would, I guess advice I would have for um, young engineering ladies is to never be scared by the fact that it's mostly male dominated. Um, and because there are definitely a lot of people that will will be along the way that will help them out and, um, you know, do whatever they can to, um, to help them feel is welcome <laughs> or uh, and uh, guide them throughout their career, just like my mentors at CEC have.
1: Yes, and I, I've had similar experiences. I've never felt like I was treated differently for being a woman. Um, so I don't know exactly why STEM applies uh, or is more common to men than women. Um, but you know, that that's definitely how it is. And I guess the only intimidating part is kind of coming in somewhere and being in one of only a couple women. you know I think that's why we have so many women groups. CC has a CECW group. I know I'm involved in women in energy group um, and different um, women in engineering groups and I always find those groups fulfilling um, to just have conversations like these to discuss you know our experiences in engineering. But as far as um, you know, I don't feel like I was ne- ever denied an opportunity um, because I was a woman or um, had any you know inequity in that way. I, I would say the biggest disadvantage is just kind of that feeling of discomfort sometimes when you're the only woman in a room, and more so than schooling. Um, you know, I found it you know even going on now, but definitely more intimidating earlier in my career. Going to different plants and being the only woman other than the secretary there. Sometimes uh, being seen a little bit differently can be intimidating. But, um, you know, I think that is something that you just uh, learn as you get more experience to have the confidence, Alina, just like you said, to know I can solve a problem and I can solve it just as well as anybody there. And having that confidence and, um, you know, not letting it intimidate you. Kristen, do you have any perspective on um, how you felt in, you know, your classes or your current role at
2: CEC? Yeah, so I was thinking back to uh, my college courses. Um, I went to Villanova, and I think we were at 33% um, women in the civil engineering program, um, which is a a pretty good number, um, I thought. And I never felt really outnumbered at all. Getting into engineering and feeling, I never—I guess I never felt very intimidated by the fact that it was male-dominated. Um, it was almost kind of, as Alina said, like you—you kind of come in with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. You want to change that and you want to solve that problem and make it so it's not a male-dominated industry anymore. Um, so I always kind of took it as a challenge and not—I tried not to let it intimidate me. Um, and discourage me from, from doing it or, or getting involved in any, even organizations. There are some phenomenal women's organizations in our industry, and some that I was even involved in in college, like Society of Women Engineers, um, which does a great job of women empowerment, and especially like STEM outreach for K through 12 um, which I think is is really, really important to do in order to inspire the next generation of female engineers. Um, but also, uh, I think you both have said too, that especially at CEC, I have never felt like I'm treated any differently because I'm a woman and they my coworkers, my managers, they have always been incredibly open and welcoming. Um, and that kind of makes it a little bit easier. It makes it feel like it's not you're not a minority in that aspect.
3: And Amanda, just to add to that, as you mentioned before, the groups that we have, uh, employee employee resource groups like CEC Women, that was very helpful for me coming into engineering, you know, and knowing that the company actually does provide these resources and does unite the women in the industry, not not only engineers, but just women in the consultant industry. And we can have this open conversation on, hey, what have your hurdles been? How did you deal with them? Or, you know, just given honest advices um, in terms of, you know, how the work goes and so on and so forth. So I think that... Is a very important platform, and it is very important for also young engineers coming on board and graduating now, or even going to going to decide um, what degree they're going to pursue. To know that you know there are resources like that in different companies, or as Kristen mentioned, uh, different societies, um, different organizations. That you know, you're not, you don't feel like you're a minority. There are a lot of us out there to whom you can communicate with and ask for advices. Yes, it's, it's definitely important to
1: be involved in those organizations, not only for mentoring, but just to um, keep your professional uh, development going and keeping your engineering um, skills sharp, too, because it's definitely a evolving um, industry, um, depending on what kind of field you're, you're studying and you're, um, you're pursuing there's um, always room for professional development, and those organizations can not only help with mentoring, but to help you continue developing your career. So I guess we all brought up themes of how do we get more women involved in STEM fields? Um, you know, again, I I said earlier that I I don't know why there's more men than women in STEM. I've never felt like more or less encouraged. But for some reason, you know, those numbers are still quite lopsided in most cases. Um, so I think some of the things that we've already talked about are are ways to encourage more women to get involved in STEM fields. Certainly our professional organizations provide a mechanism to do outreach, as Selena said. You know, I think that's always important to go back to K and 12, and even in my own experience, you know, talking about I was inspired by somebody from DuPont um, who came in and spoke to, at our school. So, you know, definitely I think that's one mechanism to get more women involved in STEM fields. Um, but any other advice that you may have um, on getting more involvement in women in STEM?
2: Yeah, I think, like you said. Um, The the K through 12 outreach is really pretty important, I think, talking to these future women engineers early and getting them involved in um, just science in general from a young age and kind of sparking that that um, kind of desire that Alina talked about earlier to like problem solve and and really um, enjoy the the science and the technical part of engineering. Um, we also, all of us talked about someone from our childhood that inspired us to want to become an engineer and whether that was a parent or someone that we saw a presentation for, um, I think just being available to, as like a mentor to younger engineers or just young girls in general, um, giving them something to, to look up to and really encouraging them to follow their dreams is, is just the most important part, making them see that they can do it and that they should not be discouraged.
3: Definitely. Yeah, and I agree on that. So, as Amanda, you and Kristen mentioned, it is it does come from early age to where you know we do need to speak to the high school kids, high school girls, to where they are free to choose whatever major they would like to choose, you know. And if they feel passion for STEM, they should feel like they can pursue it regardless of the fact that you know currently there are not as many women in STEM as there are men. It, it doesn't really matter. So we need to make them feel comfortable to enter. A, Enter a field to where you know there are more boys right now, but maybe in the future there will be more girls, or it will just have nearly the same amount. So, yeah, I think that reaching out to K 12 or during the college times is a very important time frame to where you know we can uh, recruit more women in engineering and STEM, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I
1: think a lot of it. Two could be accomplished with even some one-on-one um, mentoring. You know, we've talked about um, doing presentations and professional organizations, but, you know, sometimes when I'm talking to younger uh, women and they're a little bit discouraged about um, engineering or STEM fields, it's because they had trouble with one subject, you know, and I, I try to, encourage them, you know, just because you don't like physics doesn't mean you can't do engineering. I didn't like physics either. I don't think anybody likes physics, but, you know, you can get around physics and still have, um, you know, just get through it, get your grade, and, you know, maybe you're you're really, um, you're, you excel at calculus or chemistry or whatever that subject might be for you, but Um, You know, a big thing, too, is to um, give them real-world examples of what your career would actually look like, because I don't know if that gets done enough um, from educators all the time. Um, But giving, you know, us going back and giving real-world experience that, you know, you're not going to be sitting here and doing calculus problems all day. You know, what you're going to be doing is Um, maybe you could go out to a power plant and assess their emissions, you know, what does that mean? And, um, you know, I think that's a way of getting, uh, women and not just women, but everyone more, um, excited about engineering fields, just giving them some real world examples of, you know, you're not going to be doing physics. You're going to be doing this on a day-to-day basis and it's, it's exciting and it changes every day. and. You get to go out and meet a lot of great people and um, just learn so many different things. So um, I think just being out there and and doing things more like this and uh, talking about what you actually do day to day um, is a good way to get um, the next generation encouraged to pursue engineering.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. And also, I would like to mention a few examples. So I know several uh, fem- females in engineering that didn't initially pursue it. Uh, some of them got degrees in other professions, but then they realized later on that, you know, they cro- they've they crossed paths with engineers and then they were exposed to theirs, Amanda, you mentioned, day-to-day uh, life of an engineer and they realized wow this is amazing this is something I would like to do and they changed their majors and now they're very successful engineers. So yes, I completely agree and I support that you know they need to see what we do not not just you know in the classrooms but actually in the real world because this was a completely different experience for me coming out of college and actually starting to do structural engineering and um You know communicating and working with other disciplines and um other engineers contractors and so on and so forth it was completely different it was not just crunching the numbers but it was the exciting part of as we all love solving problems making world a better place or coming up with um, efficient and sustainable solutions so um and i think this is As you mentioned, Amanda, this is definitely something that we need to show the upcoming generation or just everybody else. That's what engineering is about. Yeah, definitely. Be our
1: own cheerleaders.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree with both of you on that. I always like to say, in my experience, I didn't go to school for engineering to really like nail down the technical classroom problems test questions, um, that kind of thing. You know, I went to school to be an engineer to learn how to solve real-life problems, which is what both of you guys have talked about. Um, And sometimes, depending on the type of engineering you're doing or what you're interested in, you are, your day-to-day is really into the technical weeds and um, you're in a lab or you're doing research or something like that. But especially for what we do, it's so much more than just like, black and white Um, here's a calculation you do it and that's the end of your day like there's so much more to it and I think that makes it really fun I think that's what makes our jobs fun is is it's different every day Um, you're not just sitting in front of a computer like doing math problems it's (laughs) you know it's something it's something different every day and and it keeps you on your toes and I, I really enjoy that about it
3: yeah, I completely agree. It involves, you know, it takes creativity to be an engineer, to be honest. <laughs> absolutely,
2: absolutely.
3: Right. There's no right answer anymore once you're out of school, you know. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like you can turn the back of the book cover and say, okay, this is the number, no longer the case, which makes it even more exciting. A little bit terrifying, not going to lie, but definitely exciting and rewarding in the end.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think you get a bit of that shock when you get when you graduate and you start your real life job and you're like, wow, this is nothing like college. (laughs) This is nothing like anything I did in college. But college is what prepared you to be able to adapt to that and to really be able to to problem solve and and have a more real world, realistic view of of how things work.
1: We've talked a lot about inspiring young women getting into STEM fields. And you know I've always loved to give advice and um, mentor people. I guess one thing that we should think about is uh, giving young women entering the field advice uh, about one thing that we wish we would have known when we had started out. I think one thing for me is when I started uh, studying chemical engineering, it, it's a very rigorous curriculum, and you get through all of that coursework, which is not the easiest thing to do. I always uh, say I, I started off my uh, my four year studies with 120 kids, and I finished with 23 in our program, so there was a huge dropout rate. So it, it's not easy. Um, but I encourage people to stay with it because once I did finish, I had such a good starting point for my career. And it's really given me um, the knowledge that I've needed to adapt to different roles I've taken on. But starting off my career, I guess I wish I would have known more the different things I could do with chemical engineering. I think I mentioned earlier that I didn't even know environmental consulting was a thing. Um, so I was be- basically just kind of blindly um, applying to different jobs out of school, and I ended up at an environmental consultant, and all good things happened for a reason, I think, because that's where I ended up um, staying in my career. But um, just graduating and not you know, really knowing what all I could do with that degree. I think if I had more real world experience, um, people with, with a similar degree as mine giving me guidance of the different things that I could do with it, it would have um, inspired me more and um, helped me develop my career path. Um, all in all, I think it worked out well for me. I ended up where where I wanted to be and where I was happy, but I think that advice at the beginning or as I was graduating college would have been really helpful. Is there anything that Kristen or Elena you'd like to share of things you would think would be helpful starting out as an engineer?
3: Um, Yeah, I guess I can uh, share my advice for what it's worth. (laughs) So, I'm a little different than you, Amanda. When I entered, when I was getting my master's, I already knew that I had passion for design and building, and uh, you know, concrete, steel, timber, and all kinds of structures. So I already knew I wanted to be a structural engineer, but um, I do deal with design on a day-to-day basis and. Um, Technical stuff as well. So, what I wish I knew when I was starting out is that you know there are definitely people that will help you out along the way. You're not the only one. Um, and if you you know make a mistake in your calculation early on in your career, somebody else is going to check that and QA that. And there's a whole process going on to where you're not going to cause a structure to collapse. Because this was my primary you know fear and concern of entering structural engineering in general is that what if I screw something up? And then that was the fear that um, I did quickly overcome coming to CEC and seeing how the, all this quality assurance process works and that, you know, there are definitely multiple people checking my work and making sure, you know, I, there are no mistakes and the, uh, the products we're providing are quality products. And uh, they, we ensure that they're safe. So I think that was something that I wish I knew when I entered the, uh, the industry is that, you know, no worries. Somebody has always got my back and somebody is always going to have, you know, an answer for me. Or if not a, an answer, that we're going to walk through it and we're going to come to a solution as a team rather than, you know, one person thing or one person design.
1: Yeah, that, that's such a good point. I know especially being yo- younger, it's hard to have the confidence to ask a question. Um, you know, you're, you're a little bit scared and is this something I should know? Or, you know, I don't want to bother this person. So it's always uh, great advice to, you know, you know, that's something that I encourage uh, folks that work for me now, please, you know, it's an open door policy, come in and ask a question, don't spin your wheels, you know, we can work through it together. So that's excellent advice to just always be, never be afraid to ask for help. How about you, Kristen? Any advice for those young engineers starting out?
2: Yeah, I think I think the biggest piece of advice I'd have for for women just beginning in the industry is just to be authentic, um, and be true to yourself. Um, don't let the fact that this is a male-dominated industry intimidate you and make you feel like you need to become somebody that you're not to fit in Um, because what makes you special and what makes you good at what you do is the fact that you are a woman and that you know you know how to do things Um, you know how to get things done so don't feel like you need to change to fit the industry Um, the whole purpose is to you know, change the industry to fit us. So um, I think that's just the biggest thing I'd, I'd want people to know.
1: Yeah, that's another excellent piece of advice. I, I know, you know, mentoring women now that that's a, a big um, issue for a lot of younger women is how, how do I talk to men or, you know, how do I take a male client to dinner or ask them, you know, if they, they want to get together for lunch? Is that a little bit awkward? And, um, you know, like you just said, Kristen, just being yourself, um, not trying to, you know, if you don't like sports, don't talk about sports, you know, there's other things to talk about, um, you know, talk about your family or whatever interests you, but always be true to yourself. And, um, you know, I think that confidence comes, um, with experience as well and, you know, those things don't seem as awkward anymore as as you develop in your career, but kind of pushing yourself out of that comfort zone a little bit, but never changing who you are and um, trying to be, you know, someone you think someone else wants you to to be, just be yourself and, and just talk to what you know and what your passions are.
3: Um, Amanda, speaking of, you know, advices and uh, giving young women the advice once they start their career, well, being already in the industry and being, you know, a young engineer and um, being very green with little experience, what about advice for um, for ladies that are already in the industry and would like to further their career and enter leadership roles and, and uh, go that route? Uh, I know you're very far in your career, and you're very high up too. So, I'm sure you can speak on that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that again, that's something I, I love to give advice about. And I will say, you know, I worked really hard. I think it's about work, hard work and um, keeping your skill set sharp. You can never, um, you know, let that technical knowledge go completely. So, now that I'm developing in my career in consulting in particular, there's a Uh, aspect of it that's business development um, for sure. So we can keep uh, work coming in and to keep us all busy and service our clients is very important. So a lot of my job is getting out and meeting clients and taking meetings. But I also have to be mindful that my clients are hiring me because I know my subject area. So that subject area is constantly changing. Uh, There's new regulations, there's development and technologies and, um, you know, different software I have to keep up with and uh, calculations and technical ways of doing things. Um, You know, even uh, industries, as industries progress. um, Here in Pennsylvania, about 10 years ago, we had a boom in oil and gas. So, you know, before that, I hadn't really known much about oil and gas. So it was really you know, up to me to develop um, my technical skill set to um, understand that industry and how to um, serve those clients and develop that business. So, I think with that hard work, um, your leadership will recognize that, and that's when you get rewarded. Um, nobody's handed anything on a silver platter. You have to keep at it. You have to keep working. Um, a lot of it's on on your own time. Even um, you know, just keep reading, um, staying aware of uh, current events, what's going on with the industries that you're supporting. And um, just, you know, it's really, you know, you get out of your career what you put into it. And that's, um, you know, my biggest advice is just keep working and, um, you know, develop your, your career Um, get involved in those professional organizations. I've met great people through those organizations, and that's how I I came here to CEC about four years ago, was um, meeting different people at CEC and kind of having my name known in the field that I do. Um, It it comes to a point where you're almost um, interviewing the company instead of the company interviewing you if you establish yourself as a a technical expert in your field.
3: Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. I think that is very useful for somebody like myself and, you know, Kristen, who are at the beginning of our career and uh, we are, you know, already familiar with all the technical um, aspects of the job, but now we're getting exposed more to uh, leadership and business development so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, well, it's been great talking to you both today. Um, You know, I think this will be a a good launching point to inspire all of us to get out there and uh, start inspiring that next generation of engineers, and we'll continue spreading the word and um, encouraging the next generation to, to take on engineering and all of our good stories and experiences that have come from that. So thank you all for listening today. It's been fun and uh, please reach out to us if you'd like to join the conversation.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of CEC Explains brought to you by Civil and Environmental Consultants.
2: Got a question about this episode or an idea for our next one?
0: Reach out to us at cecinc.com slash podcast.
2: Don't miss an episode of CEC Explains. Subscribe now wherever you find podcasts.
0: Because when CEC Explains, you're always invited to listen. Looking to become part of a company where you're encouraged to explore your passions, where people come first, where above and beyond is the standard, and where you can take ownership of your future? Join the team at CEC. Visit our website at cecinc.com slash jobs to apply today.